John Wertheim here. This week's SI Tennis Podcast, we figured with Wimbledon upon us, who better to preview the tournament with than an NHL player? Dominic Moore is our guest. Welcome. Thank you, John. How you doing? Good. You? Good, thank you. NHL veteran, plays for the Rangers, but you are a hopeless tennis fan, I've been told. You, you and I have some friends in common, and they've, they've also the same thing. You wouldn't believe how much this guy loves tennis. So I'm glad, uh, glad we could connect. Thanks. It's a pleasure to chat tennis, any and always. Uh, I love it, love it just as much as my day job. So why tennis? My dad introduced me to tennis. He loves the game. Uh, still plays. Uh, in the, you know, he plays regularly. He plays in the Canadians. You know, over sixty-five tournaments whenever he can. And uh, he introduced uh, me and my brothers to the sport when we were young. And and uh, you know, the seasons are actually pretty compatible uh, when you. When you put them together, because uh, you know we would just play hockey all winter and then tennis all summer, so it worked out pretty well. And believe it or not, it's good for cross training too. The sports are compatible for for that reason as well. And you you played in college actually. College uh, was able to play my freshman year, but after that, I kind of had to had to stick to my my uh, my day job there and, and pursue the hockey and and had to drop the tennis for a while. But as I said, still get out as as often and as much as I can. What kind of player were you? What kind of player are you? Well, uh, Andre was my hero growing up. So, um, as, as anyone who, uh, looks up to, you know, a sports icon, they, they try to imitate their game and, um, tried to play a steady baseline game. And speed has always been one of my, uh, strengths. So I just tried to chase down balls as hard and as tenaciously as I could. So that was, I guess, my, uh, Kind of like I am on the ice, just try and grind it out any way I can. I was going to say, you're, you're the guy who's going to, uh, to get the tennis ball out of the corner. <laughs> You've, uh, exactly. you know, I, so, someone said they saw you though wearing, uh, I saw him, he was up here and he was wearing, uh, he was wearing a Federer cap. You, you, you apparently, my moles tell me you, you have some of the, uh, the RF apparel. Well, yes, uh, um, you know, Roger, uh, Tony and Roger's people, um, in his camp there, Tony Godsick and Andre Silva, great guys and good friends and uh they've been kind enough to to send me some some rf hats to wear wear around and represent the group and um obviously i grew up idolizing andre but but roger is uh you know in my adult life been uh you know my sports hero and um you know like i said i i love i've always loved watching him play and just the way he coaches the game and uh he's just a a class act uh, which is also something that i appreciate you said the seasons overlap, but there there is no tennis off season. I'm I'm curious what your off season is like now. Is it is it more physical rest or is or is it just sort of emotionally recharging? Uh, a little bit of both. I mean, we definitely don't don't get to rest physically that much. I mean, you have to be preparing all summer for the to be ready for training camp. So there's a ton of uh, lifting and dry land, and then, and then obviously you get back. You know, you maybe take uh, a few weeks off of skates, but uh, not too long is it's uh, not like the old days where you could just kind of show up at training camp and whip yourself into shape uh, i guess that's just the march of progress in all sports but uh, we certainly are grateful to be on our own schedule for the summer and uh compared to the grueling um nature of the tennis schedule where like you said there's hardly any off season we have it good i figure for you the australia is probably a lost cause and to, to some extent the french just in terms of uh seasonal overlap can can you get to uh can you get to other events 
you go to Toronto well, or? Yeah, I mean, we, you know, a good thing about being a Ranger and, and playing in New York is that we get to go to the Open, uh, you know, in September, uh, before training camp. And that's always been, uh, been a great thing to do. And I have a good friend, Eric Buderak, whom I'm sure you know, oh, yeah. um, dub- doubles, longtime doubles veteran, uh, ex, you know, great guy. And he, he was nice enough to host me at Wimbledon, uh, two years ago. And that was a trip of a lifetime. So. Um, that was an amazing experience, and so I've been able to to see those two Grand Slams, and I, uh, I think you're right. I won't be able to get down to Australia until after my career, but that'll be something fun to check off at some point. Put that one on the list. the the tr- The travel is brutal, but once you get there, it's the greatest. I've heard it's a blast. Yeah. I don't know if you caught much of the men's final, the French Open, Stan Wawrinka beating Novak Djokovic, and there was some talk on social media about Wawrinka and his one-handed backhand and how well that might translate. To hockey, do you see much overlap between the two apart from the training? There's a ton of overlap between between uh, hockey and tennis. I think the lateral movement, um, you know, and side to side, um, that that's you know, when you skate, anyone who skated knows that you're not. It's not like walking; you're kind of pushing out to the side, and that's kind of the same as the stops and starts you might see at the baseline, and um, you know, the, the coordination and core rotation you see, you know, the same you'd see on the ice, uh, you know, passing or shooting a hockey puck, or the same that would be, you know, forehand and backhand. And so there's a ton of overlap and, um, you know, both are, are sports that have a high, high skill requirement. So, um, and I actually think, you know, you mentioned Stan, he's, he's definitely one that has, uh, the body type, uh, to be a hockey player. He's a, he's a strong, uh, thick guy who would, who would fare well in the corners for sure with the physical contact. He does have a high. Now that you mention that, you're absolutely. He does have a real hockey player's body, doesn't he? And he's always got a little bit of scruff too, which is also kind of a yeah, hockey exactly. I was reading. So, someone described him uh, as the guy who looks terminally like he got out of bed just in time to get the last five minutes of the all-you-can-eat breakfast buffet. That was one of the great <laughs> descriptions of a pro athlete. So we, we were talking before. We were talking before about uh, you'd actually played today. Did uh, yeah, yeah. is this recreation for you, or is this part of your off-season regimen? A little bit of both. I mean, it, as I said, I love I love to play, and uh, you know, if you're going to train, um, you know, it might as well be fun. And, and you know, it's, I guess I'm just lucky that I enjoy it so much, and it's good training. So uh, to be able to get out and hit is is kind of the perfect thing to do on on a summer day. You know, you're from uh, suddenly what's become a, a tennis hotbed nation. Yes, I know. It's uh, the Canadian tennis is flourishing right now. It's been a lot of fun to to watch, and uh, you know, obviously, um, the pressure's on when when Jeannie or or Milos play at home in in Toronto or Montreal. But uh, you know, they've they've fared extremely well, and you know, it's great to see the sport getting some coverage up there. It's it's always tough because it's always you know hockey twenty four seven on the news and on the sports channels, but. Um, you know, to have those two kind of uh, carrying the flag right now is pretty exciting. So I, I wanted to ask you, one of the complaints I'd heard about the Stanley Cup Finals this year, Lightning and Blackhawks, was that you didn't have two teams that hated each other. You didn't have the animus you had with, with say, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, say, say the Bruins in Vancouver. And the same week we were hearing that, I don't know if you caught this, Boris Becker was saying that there's so, too much sort of nicey-nicey among the top players and that, you know, he wishes they, these guys really said what they felt and really admitted they didn't like each other. 
do you think we need tension in, in tennis and or hockey? Well, you know, you, you hear John McEnroe talk about that too, that, you know, the tension and the conflict sells, and obviously it does uh, to some degree. Um, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask for anything different with our current crop of tennis players. I think the fact that they're class acts and, and sportsmen, uh, I think is, is great in terms of having good role models for our, for our kids and people that are growing up watching the sport um at the same time the rivalries you know in hockey are definitely fun to watch um you know the bruins and the canadians and the rangers and the islanders those those make for exciting series but um i guess those kinds of hatreds have to develop naturally you can't force it i said before you went to umass cambridge and you were too polite not to correct me but you, you went to harvard as did your two as did your two brothers I gather all, all three of you play tennis at some level. Uh, yeah, yeah, we all uh, we all played. As I said, my dad introduced us to the sport. Uh, my brother Steve and I uh, ended up playing, you know, more uh, um, and played up until college, as as I mentioned. But uh, uh, and still try to get out as often as we can. You guys ever play doubles together? We did, but uh, unlike the Bryan brothers. Uh, that's right. You know, we going. had a little bit too much tension on the court. We, we didn't work. We were young though, so we didn't, <laughs> didn't have the maturity to work out our differences. We were putting too much pressure on each other. I was, I was going to say that, that's where I was going. The uh, you know great greatest yeah. doubles team of all time, but they also shared a crib at one point. <laughs> you turned thirty-five this summer. In in tennis years these days, that would make you middle age. The uh, the the field gets older and older. Um, I'm wondering in hockey, at this point in your career, what's what's the hardest part? Um, you know, I think it's obviously. I mean, you, you you play a ton of games, and obviously, anyone who knows hockey knows how physical it is. But I think also it's pressure of performing on a, a day in day out basis, uh, and that's consistent with tennis as well. And uh, I think you you learn to manage that. And as I've gotten older, I've I learned to manage that side of things better, and so it doesn't take as much of a toll. Uh, and then I think you just learn, uh, you know, if, if you're approaching it the right, the right way, to, to take care of yourself the right way. And I think you're seeing that with the tennis players, uh, and that's why the careers seem to be lasting longer than they used to. They're they're so on top and proactive about maintaining their bodies and eating well, and you know, getting the therapy they need. And you know, hockey's not quite the same, despite all the physicality. You, you there's not quite as much impact on the joints. Um, you know, with skating, it's 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 pretty easy that way. And so, um, you see hockey players playing well into their 30s uh, much more than you would in tennis. When when I talk to tennis players, one thing we we talk about sometimes is the differences between a team sport and an individual sport. And you know, you you get all the glory and the endorsements, but we talked before about Jeannie Bouchard. You know, she's struggling to win matches. It's not as though she can try to come off the bench or maybe I'll, I'll try to be a relief pitcher for a few months before I get my groove back. I mean, it's it's her and it's only her out there. Yeah, how much when, no, when you when you decide to play hockey though? I'm, I'm curious when when you decide to play hockey, how much it was the team dynamic part of your decision to go that way in, instead of tennis? Well, I always I always loved you know both in in the sense that. Both of them have positives and negatives, if you have to use the word negatives. I mean, uh, you learn a lot from, from playing team sports, uh, and you learn a lot from playing an individual sport. Uh, you know, there, there are times, I guess, when you're, when you're growing up and, 
Um, you know, there's things that happen in team sports where you you might wish the the coach put you on the ice when when he doesn't, and in, in tennis you wouldn't have that problem. But you know, then there's other times where you maybe not are feeling your best, but you have a teammate that bails you out and um, you know lifts you up. And you know, there's times where, like I said, there's trade-offs, but there's something to be said for both. And you know, that is one of the things that I am grateful for going up is playing both team and individual sports because I feel like it uh, it certainly helped me playing tennis growing up. To, to learn some of the things you would uh, that, that helped me in my team sport. Wimbledon starts Monday. You're in your off-season, so I, I assume you've got a little time anyway to watch. What? Uh, can you give me a few things you're going to be looking for. Well, I don't, it's, it's, to me, it feels like the first time in a long time where it's been it's kind of there's a, a bigger crop of guys that could hold the title this year. Usually it's just you know, one or two, maybe three guys tops that are kind of real favorites and everyone else you wouldn't even consider a candidate. But this year it seems like it's anybody's turn. And I think with Stan playing as well as he has, I mean, maybe that was even a, a bigger breakthrough than winning his first one is winning his second one is now he can settle in and uh, have that confidence that he can beat anyone. So we'll see what happens with that. But obviously you mentioned the RF hats and I'll be supporting <laughs> that and uh, hoping for him to succeed. What about a certain Canadian uh, who will be seated among the top eight semifinalists last year, Milos Raonic? That's right. That's right. And that, that surface obviously is a huge uh, benefit for him and hopefully he uh, has a good showing as well. It'll be great to see. You follow the women as well, I assume? Yeah. Yep. Not, not quite as much, but uh, definitely catch a lot of those matches for sure Serena or the field who do you take <laughs> hmm that that one is a tough one I mean she's just so mentally strong that uh, she's you know she's a warrior out there the way she approaches every match and just um, you know no matter if she's playing her, her worst game of the day she still seems to find a way to to figure it out so um, I'd have to say Serena. I think you're probably right there. You you are such a fan of racket sports that your summer fundraising event even has a racket sport theme, not hockey. S- Smash Fest. Tell, tell us about that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, a lot of in the summer in, in Canada, and, you know, you have a lot of uh, charity golf tournaments and things like that, which are great, great events, but... Uh, you know, a lot of the hockey dressing rooms around the league have ping pong tables. Uh, guys love to play and, uh, before and after games or practice. And I always thought, man, this would be a great, uh, great way to make an event, make a charity event and, uh, be fun and easy for everyone to get involved. And, um, so we, we made it happen. We're going into our fourth year, fourth year now, Smash Fest, uh, year four. And we basically get 25, 30 NHL players from around the league together at a, a brewery in, in downtown Toronto, and it's basically a party with uh, with ping pong as its theme, and uh, all for a good cause. I love this though. Thursday, July twenty third. Is there is there a website? I assume there is exactly. If you go to smashfest.ca, because it's uh, in Canada, um, that's where you can find all the info. There's a good teaser video there. A lot of people don't know what to expect about it, uh, and the video gives you a good sense of what it is. So smashfest.ca. 
This this may be never having attended, but looking at the website now, this may be the coolest athlete benefit I've I've ever seen. That's great. I see your prizes too. That's that's, <laughs> well, that's, that's fantastic. That's nice of you to say. We we have to get you up there um, and involved. Uh, Daniel Nestor's been there in the past. He's a friend as well, and uh, he's obviously a, a Canadian legend uh, and one of the only few. I'm sure you know who's won all four Grand Slams and an Olympic gold medal. That's right, and he's. Uh... And he's still, he's one of the few athletes who I think, so it's always good when you, you hit age 40 and there's still pro athletes who are older than you are. So we, we love Daniel Nestor. <laughs> exactly. It gives you hope. So you, you'll be at the U.S. Open this year? Yep, that's the plan. I definitely plan to be there. That's great. All right, well, this is, uh, this, this is fantastic. Thanks for uh, spending a few minutes with us. It's always good when we have... Uh, Athletes from other sports appreciate that. You're the best tennis player in the NHL, I'm guessing. You come across anyone that can beat you? <laughs> I don't know. I've heard Daniel Alfredson can play well, and I think Seidenberg uh, on Boston is a good player, too. He's from Germany, but I've never seen them play, so I'm, I'm going to hope that I'm the best, but uh, I've had no way to prove it, so who well, knows. My money's on the guy who played college tennis. <laughs> Dominic Moore, thanks well, so thanks, much for uh, th- th- thanks so much for joining us, and uh, let's catch up at the Open. Awesome, appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks, John. Take care. Take care. Thanks, everyone. That was our guest, Dom Moore of the New York Rangers, big tennis fan. We'll have another guest coming soon. Sports Illustrated Tennis Podcast. Have a good week, everyone. Enjoy Week One of Wimbledon.